0: Welcome to the Higher Ground Podcast, a show that equips you with Kingdom Truth, inviting you to take hold of the Father's heart and mind concerning you and your assignment on this side of eternity. Let grace and light flood your way as you listen on this episode. It's good to see all of you in the house of God this morning. Always a joy for us to come together and uh, fellowship and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Today I want to teach and uh, I trust that I will be able to deposit something in your spirit. I want to teach on the subject I'm calling receiving the word. Receiving the word. Receiving the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our reading is going to come from the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 4 says, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable and said, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. The birds of the air devoured it, some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Praise the Lord. Verse 11 says, now the meaning of the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those along the traveled road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and carries away the message out of their hearts that they may not believe. Acknowledge me as their savior and devote themselves to me and be saved here and hereafter. And those upon the rock are the people who When they hear the word, receive and welcome it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of trial and temptation, fall away, withdraw, and stand aloof. Um, And as for what fell among the thorns, these are the people who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked and suffocated, with the anxieties and cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not ripen or come to maturity and perfection. It says, but as for that seed in the good soil, these are the people who, hearing the word, hold it fast in a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart, and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, Lord, as I begin to share and break it down. I pray, Lord, that you will make my lips like the pen of a ready writer. And that, Lord, your word will go forth with revelation, with power, O oh God. And the grace required of us, O oh God, to fulfill it and to obey it in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is one of the scriptures that I love. okay, And I love this particular parable because it actually explains to us. It gives us the formula for receiving from God. Amen. Hallelujah. It gives us the formula for applying the word of God. It gives us the answer to the question, why is it that the word is not working in my life hallelujah so the question that we must begin by asking ourselves is can a sower go out and sow bad seed or sow seed on bad ground yeah. it's not possible isn't it yeah but what happens is that sometimes ground looks okay amen <laughs> hallelujah Um, sometimes the soil looks good, praise the Lord. I have um, a friend of mine who wanted to buy some land. And one of the things that she had to do before she bought the land was to go and look for an expert. I'm not sure what they are called, but look for an expert, And they took samples of the soil on the land because she wanted to do farming. So they took the samples from the land, and they went and they tested it, and they came back with results. And they said, for this kind of soil, these are the things that you can plant in it so that it can, they can grow. But if you want to plant X, eh, either fruits or vegetables or whatever, then you must add X Y Z to this soil. Okay? So we can treat the soil and make it able to sustain that which you want to plant in it, all right? But when you look at the soil, it is black soil. So it looks very rich. But yet, there are certain things that that soil cannot contain or cannot make fruitful because it lacks certain nutrients, all right? That's why you find that even in this country, if you just look, even without experts, you realize that there are certain things that are planted in certain areas, isn't it? Yeah, it is because of a combination of factors. Some of it is the climate, but some of it also is the soil that is found in that place. Amen. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that all of us, when we come to a service like this one, we all look like good ground. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. We all look like we are listening. Praise the Lord. Except for the occasional dozers. Amen. (laughs) praise the lord if your neighbor looks like they're about to doze you nudge them amen that's how you become your neighbor's keeper praise the lord you don't allow them to miss the word and the word is for you not for those ones who didn't come amen hallelujah so we need to understand that all of us may be seated in the same service we may be hearing the same word we may be hearing from the same servant of God, but yet that same word produces different results. Okay? And one of the reasons that the word produces different results is that sometimes we have not received that word correctly. Hallelujah. The state of our hearts that is supposed to receive that word is not correct, is not proper. And so when the word comes, it comes and it does not do what it is supposed to do. Remember, scripture says that the word of God will never return to him void. Hallelujah. But it will accomplish that which he has sent it. And it will do his good pleasure. That's the word of God. So the word of God will never come to you empty. The Rama word of God, let me add that. The Rama word of God, the now word of God will never come to you. And not fulfill its purpose. The only way that can happen is if you refuse to cooperate with it. Okay? Hallelujah. I don't need to belabor the point that the ground refers to you and your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. And we will see in a short while how our hearts are supposed to be so that we can receive from the word of God. I want to read another scripture in the book of Psalms 1.1. 1, 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. That one shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You begin to realize that there is a certain condition that scripture is telling us that if you have that inclination in your heart, then you have, I mean, prosperity becomes an inevitability in your life. Praise the Lord. It says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of the mockers, okay? Nor stand in the way of sinners. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. If you want to walk the kind of path that takes you to the fourth category of the ground, then you must be somebody that delights in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. You must be that kind of individual that meditates in it day and night. It means you must make yourself a student of the word of God. Whether you like it or not, whether you feel like it or not, you determine in your heart that you are going to delight in the word of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know if I've given you this example before, but I'll give it anyway. I was in a corporate function a couple of years ago. And we had one of the funniest comedians I know in this country. Okay, coming to be the MC of that event. And I'm telling you, he tried very hard to make people laugh. People were not laughing. He cracked jokes. No one was laughing. Until eventually, people laughed because he said, it is so difficult to make them laugh. I mean, he has cracked all the jokes he knows and nobody is even smiling or giggling. One of the most, you know, the funniest comedians that I know, but he couldn't make people laugh in a corporate event. Why? Because the soil in the corporate event was a different story. I remember going to another corporate event and the kind of jokes that were being cracked there, for well, sure, they are not the ones you like to laugh at. Okay. Okay. What does that tell you? It tells you the posture of somebody determines how they receive what is given to them. If I go to a serious meeting and you come and start joking, I receive your jokes as either an insult or it is misplaced. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Going to a job interview looking riffraff because you believe you have your own rights. My dress, my choice. is not funny. Hallelujah. But if you go for a drama audition like that, perhaps it's funny and you may be accepted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They may even feel drama is in you. That's not a compliment, by the way. Hallelujah. So you you need to understand that the posture of your heart plays a big role in you experiencing the word of God that is being spoken. Whether it is here or any other word that is spoken by a servant of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says this one, delights in the law of the Lord. You must get yourself to a point where you delight in the law of the Lord. That's not a very easy place to be. Amen. Because it will not always be the case that you feel like, Hey, today I'm hearing the word of God well, well. I mean, I I can identify. It's not every day. But it is a choice that you have to make and say, That I delight in the law of the Lord. That I choose to celebrate the law of the Lord. I choose to Take it in because I know that it determines how far I can go. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says, and in his law he meditates day and night. Then it says, he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. This is another simile the Bible is giving us. It says, he shall be like a tree. Who? That person who delights in the law of the lord that person who avoids the wrong company that person who avoids the wrong things but he decides that his life is going to be led by the word of god that one will become like a tree that is planted by the rivers of waters what does that mean that one becomes a person who will never lack what they need that becomes a person who will never be dry in their lives That becomes a person who will always bear fruit. It says, that brings forth fruit in its season. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Who is this person who bears fruit in their season? It is the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates in it day and night. If you want to be in that fourth category, here is a formula. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I say, blessed be the name of the Lord. You want to be fruitful in your life. The word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are shortly going to see how to treat it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at another scripture here. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5. He says, Thus says the Lord, Cast is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Yeah. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, <laughs> and shall not see when goodness comes, but shall inhabit the patched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Again, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Cast is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. So if you are looking for strength from flesh, you are looking for Godfathers. I mean, I am speaking this um, with full understanding that there are certain environments that if you don't know anybody, you will not strive. Okay? But I am saying the word of God here is saying that if your strength is in flesh, then you are cast. If your strength is in a Godfather somewhere, then you are cursed. If your strength is in just a man, then you are cursed. And let me qualify that very fast and say this. That God is able to cause you to meet the right people who are gatekeepers to open doors for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But if you leave God out of what you are doing... And decide, no, 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 this one I need to look for so and so. I need to look for so and so. I need to look for so and so. So that I can progress. Then you have lost it. Scripture says you are cast. Cast is the man who puts his trust in man. That scripture means that you should not peg your hopes in man. Hallelujah. Don't peg your hopes on human beings. Because human beings change. Human beings can disappoint. Human beings can make mistakes. Human beings can falter. Some of the people you have hope in are also afraid. They are afraid as you are. Hallelujah. So we must understand that the category of people that are going to thrive and prosper are the people who are going to shift their focus From men and fix it on God. Hallelujah. It says the one who trusts in his own flesh or in flesh and man. It says he shall be like a shrub in the desert. Shrubs don't even produce fruit, by the way. They are just plants that are trying to survive. They have to dig their roots very deep in the ground so that they can get water. But they uprooting shrubs is very hard. I don't know if you've ever tried. Because their roots have to go very deep to look for water. It's very hard. So they are there and they are not going away. (laughs) You are not prospering. Okay. You are not moving in any direction, but you are just there. I don't know uh, if you've seen people like those. Maybe Jesus saw the Pharisees because that's the picture that comes to my mind. They are not allowing anyone to go anywhere. They are just consuming the little that is left. But they are not producing any fruit. Yeah. Don't be like a shrub in the house of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, don't be a shrub in the house of the Lord. Because, (laughs) you see, it's actually possible to be in the house of God and you are a shrub. And you're in the house of God and you're that tree that is thriving and prospering. The difference is where you're putting your trust. Okay. And then he says, shall not even see when good comes. Hey, we can prophesy here from January to December. If you're a shrub, you will not see. Okay, let me speak to the shrubs. Those ones didn't come. Okay. You, you, you are not a shrub. <clears throat> that even the mightiest of the prophets can come and prophesy to a shrub, the shrub will not see anything good. I'm actually beginning to think that some of these people who like murmuring in churches, they have actually maybe they are shrubs, okay? Because they never see anything good in the assemblies that they worship in, okay? And then it says. That they shall inhabit the patched places in the wilderness. So you are in a place where there is no habitation. That is how the scripture likens somebody who puts their trust in flesh. That's a very bad place to be in. Because it means that there is no sustenance that is coming to you that is reliable. Okay? Hallelujah. And then it says, in a salt land, which means nothing fresh is coming to you. I don't know if you've seen people who they give you testimonies of 10, 5 years ago. Nobody has a current testimony. This kind of people. Okay? Because there's nothing fresh that is coming their way. Okay? It says, in a salt land which is not inhabited. That is the way people who put their trust in flesh are. Then, of course, it goes on to say, but he who trusts in the Lord is blessed, number one, and uh, whose hope is in the Lord. Then it says again, it shall be like a tree planted by the waters. It spreads out its roots by the river. He says, it will not fear. Hallelujah. Even when heat comes, that tree does not fear. Hallelujah. Because it knows that its roots have gone to the river. So that even if the heat continues, it is still drawing the water that it needs from the river. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So it does not worry that it may wither. The Bible even says that its leaf will be green. In the midst of heat, its leaf will be green. Why? Because it is connected to the source. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says it will not be anxious in the year of drought. No, will cease from yielding fruit. Why? Because it is connected to the source. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So again, we go back to our parable in Luke 8. So what does it mean to be that ground, okay? That the Bible says that it yields fruit a hundredfold, okay? And um, let me just try to find the scripture. I read it again, then we... Uh It says, but as for that seed in the good soil, these are the people who hearing the word of God, they grasp it, praise the Lord. They hold it fast in a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. They grasp it. They hold it fast. Okay? So I want to define that. It says to grasp is to take hold of or seize family with or as if with the hand. Hallelujah. It says to take a hold of or seize firmly. So it means to hold something firmly. Okay? So it means when we are talking about the word of God, we are talking about the category of people who, when they hear the word of God, they don't let it go. If you would like to look at scriptural references or people you can identify in the scripture who are like this, refer to the Berea. They would hear the word of God. They would go back and search the scriptures. That has to be a discipline that you need to build. Hallelujah. To take hold of, it says to clasp family with. Okay? It says to take hold of intellectually. I like this one. Amen. Hallelujah. To comprehend. So when we say that you need to hold on to the word of God, it means that you must be able to dissect that word and understand the meaning of that word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that even in this particular parable, Jesus spoke it and his disciples did not understand. So when they were by themselves, they asked him. And they said, Lord, tell us the meaning of this parable. And he explained. And you'd find that every time Jesus said something, if they didn't understand it, they asked for an explanation. But remember, they did not have the spirit of God indwelling them. Hallelujah. At this point, they were just like, you know, people who have found an exciting rabbi. Okay. (laughs) Then they begin to believe, hey, this may be the son of God, you know. Yeah. So they are trying to understand, hey, who is this guy? The the way he's teaching is definitely different. But they don't have the revelation that you and I have. So how much more for we who have the spirit of God in us? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I believe that is why you can be seated in a service and somebody is preaching the word of God. Somebody will shout a hallelujah somewhere. Another one is just busy writing notes. Writing notes is good because you need to refer to them. But have you understood what God is saying? Because there's a time that when somebody's heart is ready to hear the word of God, when somebody's heart is charged up with the word of God, when the word comes that resonates with their spirit, they can no longer contain it. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What state is your heart? Let me give you another uh, definition. When we look at it, it's to show eager and prompt willingness or acceptance. For example, grasps at any opportunity. So it is your ability to show the willingness, okay, or acceptance of something. So when we talk about the word of God, we are saying you are willing, you are ready to receive it. Praise the Lord. I'll take some time here because this is one of the things that could transform your life. And it will transform how you listen to the word of God. It will transform how you see what you want to listen to even on YouTube. Because when you begin to understand that the word that you are hearing is not just a word that a servant of God somewhere decided they wanted to speak it but that it has the ability to transform your life. Then you will be more deliberate. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said it is the act of grasping a firm hold or grip and embrace. The ability or power to seize or attain or to reach. Okay. Then understanding comprehension. Do you understand the word of God that is taught? Do you take time to understand it? Because if you don't, then you are missing. You'll be like a shrub that even when good comes, the shrub will not see it. But remember what we said about the posture of the heart. You must be connected to the source. You must be somebody that delights in the word of God. You have to be somebody that meditates in the word of God. So when you receive a revelation, there is a leap in your spirit. Because you say, ah, you get into a light bulb moment. This is what I was struggling to understand. Or this is what the Lord was speaking to me. But when you are not somebody who is yearning for that revelation, even when it comes, you will not even know it is revelation. You will think it is ordinary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you one day not too long ago I was seated at some we were actually going for a matter and I happened to be sitting with our client at the time and um the client just you know we were just you know just chatting before uh, the proceedings began and I can tell you he said something I've listened to that scripture many times it had never struck me in that way and something in me just Wow. And he just said, okay, he was talking about the current generation. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think in this country, if you want to strike conversation, talk about Gen Z and politics. Okay? Or, and the economy, maybe. All right. So he was saying, I, he, he doesn't understand this generation uh, because um, he finds that they are very impatient And he went on and on to give examples. And then he ended up talking about the ladies who are waiting for the men. Okay? So ladies are not doing anything for themselves. Okay? They are waiting for a savior to come. (laughs) Yeah? And uh, there's something he said. He said, You know, even in the scripture, if you look at that parable of the virgins, And he said there were five foolish and there were five wise. Now, the reason why these other ones were wise is because they had their own resources to wait for the groom. Hallelujah. The foolish ones were considered foolish because they did not have resources. They are waiting for a groom when they don't have money. Hallelujah. Sisters, are you in the house? (laughs) They are waiting for the groom. They have zero resources. But they are just there waiting. So in the process of waiting, their resources get finished, the little that they have. But the ones that were wise were considered wise because they had extra resources. Tell your neighbor if you're seated next to a young lady, extra resources. Hallelujah. It's not a donor funding program. Amen. Marriage is not a donor funding program. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah, because when you find now those foolish ones, and they are not here, amen. Hallelujah. The minute they sniff, somebody is showing interest. My friend, your wallet, he will suffer. Okay? Because they have nothing of their own. Okay? If they have ever dreamt of going to a certain restaurant, that's where they ask you to meet them. And they know they have no resources. They were waiting for the groom to come. We are not foolish. Especially if you are seated next to young ladies. Tell them you are not foolish. And tell the young men you will not marry fools. Amen. So for me that was. A moment that I just, I said, wow. You know, I I felt like I should start preaching right there. You know, I felt like maybe I just need to get my phone. When we are done, I type it. This is serious revelation for me. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, but you see, when you are somebody that is given to the word of God, you hear revelation anywhere. Praise the Lord. And it excites you just as much. Praise the Lord. Even sometimes when it's very painful, it excites you because it sheds light on your path. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you have to be that kind of an individual. Like the word that I'm preaching now, you need to be writing it down. Amen. If you can't write it down, you make sure you go back and watch the recording on Facebook or wherever else we are uh, broadcasting it. So that you can say, what was the preacher saying? Hallelujah. There are some messages you will listen to, even when you go to YouTube and you're listening to whoever you listen to. There are messages you cannot listen to in a matatu and it is enough. You need to now sit down. You say, ah, I was listening because then I was on my way home. But now I am home, now I want to listen properly. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the stuff that is coming through to me from this uh, man or woman of God is not stuff that you can take lightly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So are you that kind of person that takes deliberate steps to take in the word of God? Because that is what will make a difference. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So it takes deliberate action on your part to convert the word of God into faith, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and eventually into action. Hallelujah. Because this word of God doesn't just come, it comes and it percolates when you grasp it, when you comprehend it, then now you mix it with your faith, praise the Lord. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. And when you meditate in it, one of the things that happens is that you begin to um, align yourself with that word. You begin to see its application in your life. That's why you begin to now write action points that I've heard this word. How do I translate it to fruit? I have to do one, two, three, four, five things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is the process of meditation. Hallelujah. And when you meditate in it, scripture says in the book of Joshua, it says, and then you shall have good success. Not just success, but good success. That means that your life is continually connected to the word of God. Remember the two trees we've talked about in the book of Jeremiah 17 and in the book of um, Psalms 1, one, that these trees, because they are connected to the source, they are not shaken. And scripture says this one that grasps the word of God and holds it fast, that one will bear fruit. Let's go back to that scripture. They hear, they hold it fast and then in a just noble virtuous and worthy heart Hallelujah. Then it says, and steadily. Some of you want to bear fruit now, now. You've heard the word now, you want to bear fruit now. That's not what scripture is saying. It says you steadily bear fruit. A tree doesn't grow today. You don't put a seed today and it sprouts immediately. It doesn't. In fact, they talk about the Chinese bamboo, I think that takes several years in the ground. You just keep watering and nothing is coming. And then one day it just starts shooting, 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 shooting until I think it gets to about what? I don't know, I can't remember. But it gets very tall. But you have been spending years just watering and nothing is showing. So I want to tell you, uh, listening to me today, there are no shortcuts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know you want miracle money. I know you want uh, you want God to show up now. Let me tell you, there's a day I prayed that prayer. I even went to a Boreta. I said, This one I can't pray in my house. I need to be in an environment, a prayerful environment. I needed a miracle. Yesterday, my friend, I went. For two hours, I was praying. Hey, Father, show up. Even now. That's where I came and I said, oh, Lord, suddenly. Hey, let me be in a suddenly moment. My friend, I prayed for two hours. I finished. I got out of a boretum. I went. That Those days, it was free. Eh? Nowadays, I think you pay something to enter. So I got out, went, got into the car, drove home. The problem was still staring at me. Nothing had changed. But something significant happened that day. I understood that God cannot come into your mess and give you the miracles you are looking for because they will not help you. The miracle came in God helping me to plan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that I never have to be in that position again. Hallelujah. And that is where the miracle actually came. It was not that one of God, you know, you can open the heavens if you want. I think sometimes God just looks at us and, you know, He must laugh at times, you know, in heaven. So those prayers that you're making for now, 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 now. God show up now, 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 now. I'm not saying God cannot. He can. By the way, God can. Praise the Lord. But you need to understand that God is not going to cover your mess by a miracle. All right? God is going to help you come out of the mess. And that is where the miracle will be. Because it will be something that will be permanent. So I'm saying this to say this. That when you hear the word of God, the results may not come now. But as you implement the word of God, as you put it into practice, you'll begin to see changes. You'll begin to see the fruits now starting to come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So let us be those individuals that determine that we are going to steadily Bring forth fruit. Steadily bring forth fruit. Where there has been delay, a miracle is needed to come in and accelerate time or, um, you know, bring restoration. Amen. And God is able to do that. But I can tell you, God will not even do that if there is nothing you have that can contain what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we must steadily bring forth fruit with patience. But it comes from us being in that uh, dependable relationship with God. Where we take the word of God seriously. And we do what we need to do. Okay. Alright. So I want now to go and see what are these other categories. Alright. Okay. So we have. The first category, it says, those along the traveled road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and carries away the message out of their hearts that they may not believe. So there are people who hear the word of God. And then the devil comes and takes it away. How does the devil come and take it away? You see... Sometimes circumstances happen to you. And when the devil is determined to make you not believe the word of God, you somebody may be sick, okay? They are trusting God for healing. And so a prayer of faith is made. And then they, if they feel they are healed or they are actually healed, the minute they walk out, they meet the sickness again. Okay? Or the condition has changed. Or, Someone is praying and trusting God for rent. And they left their home, everything was okay. They come back now, they find a padlock. After a powerful message, where they believed God was going to provide. They get home, they actually find a padlock. What is that? That's the enemy trying to show you that God cannot provide. That God cannot make a way. Okay, So you have to be determined. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to be. That's why scripture is saying you grasp the word. You don't let go of it. Praise the Lord. You hold on to it until. I don't know how many of you, but your generation may not understand this. But our time, because those of us who went to boarding school when we were young, we used to see drama on opening day. Parents bring their children. Their children hang on to their clothes. Uh, they are not staying in school. Yet they came in uniform from home. They get there, the environment there reminds them of their suffering. They decide ah, I, you know, I'm not letting go of the hem <laughs> of my mother's garment, you know. Yeah. But it is a, it is it is a forceful action. Praise the Lord. Only that this time now, it is mentally, it is intellectually, it is in your spirit, it is in your heart. That you say, this word, God has spoken it. I believe it and I will not relent until I see it's fulfillment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the difference between wishful thinking and faith, you will know, is that there is a conviction in your heart. Praise the Lord. I don't want somebody to live here and say, Pastor said that we just hang on to the word of God. Uh -uh. You must hang on to the word of God. Two things. Actually, let me say two things. Number one is that you must believe that it is the rema word of God for you and for your season. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if it is not a rema word for you, then it will not bring forth the fruit you are looking for. Hallelujah. What do I mean? you must have a conviction in your spirit that this thing that God is saying is mine. Hallelujah. That's why we belong to congregations. Amen. Because then we are guided on what God is saying part-time for us. Praise the Lord. That doesn't mean you can't listen to other servants of God. You can. But it is the conviction of your heart that will tell you, this is my word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the minute you say, this is my word, then you must run with it to fulfillment. Amen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, the enemy will come and take it away. The enemy comes in form of friends sometimes. Where you say something that God told you and somebody laughs hysterically. Like you, uh, it can't happen. You know? That's the enemy trying to take away that word from you. You must hang on to it. Okay? And then it also says, Um, And and it's very interesting how the Amplified Version says. It says that they may not believe the word and acknowledge me as Savior. And then the next part it says, so that they may be saved. Which means the word that you receive is what determines the action or what takes place in your heart thereafter. So if uh, if you receive the word of God and acknowledge me, then you will be saved. In other words, if you receive the word of God in your heart and acknowledge it as the word of God over you, then that word has the ability to work in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then it says, And those upon the rock are the people who, when they hear the word, receive and welcome it with joy. Okay. But these have no roots. These are the people who... Sometimes shout the loudest. But when you follow their life out of the church, it is not shouting like they are amen. These are people who the word is so powerful they have to stand. Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with standing. Sometimes the revelation is heavy, you must take it standing. Amen. <laughs> But after you stand to hear the word of God, then stand also in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot be standing to hear the word of God and then your life does not de- depict that you are standing and receiving something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So they welcome it with joy. These are the people who, the, someone is preaching and they are like this. They are even holding their Bible. They don't have a physical Bible here. But they have the Bible like this. They are pacing up and about like they are receiving very serious revelation. But after that, you don't see anything changing in their life. Those are these categories, the second one. They are rocks. So they receive it. It looks powerful, but it's not changing their lives. Why? Because they don't have a root. They don't have the discipline to act on the word. They don't have the discipline to convert that word into fruit in their lives. Because I tell you, it takes discipline. It takes discipline. Hallelujah. Jesus would wake up and pray. Sometimes he'd pray the whole night. He had the word of God that he was going to save the world. And not just the word, he was even, he himself was the word. (laughs) But he had to pray and fast He had to walk long distances. Praise the Lord. Yeah, he had to walk so that he can teach. He was insulted in certain places. They wanted to kill him in certain places. But he continued. Why? Because he knew his assignment. The word of God upon him. Yet he had the word. Because some of us believe you've received the word, you are okay. No, things don't necessarily go that way. In fact, the minute you receive a prophetic word, The enemy rises against you. Especially if the word is one of deliverance, of progress, of blessing. You know. If it's just a prophetic word to tell you your phone number, that one doesn't help you in any direction. Hallelujah. Because, may leave it. Amen. It doesn't mean it is wrong. By the way, that's not what I'm saying. Sometimes, and I've had this argument, that if the prophet can come and give me my phone number, then truly it means that God is speaking. Isn't it? There's that argument. But there are some prophecies that are not necessarily shifting you in any direction. Those ones the enemy doesn't bother much. But the one that has the ability to move you, one that has the ability to shift you, Those ones the enemy will try to find. So you must have your roots very deep in God. Like that tree. Praise the Lord in Jeremiah 17. That tree that has its roots next to the river. That even when famine uh, comes. Or when a drought comes. It is not moved. It is not shaken. It is not anxious. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So... Be that kind of a person that you stand strong. Stand strong. And you can only do that with the word of God when your roots have gone deep. Again, how do you build those roots? We've talked about that. It is in your reading the word of God, meditating in it, avoiding bad company. All right? And putting your trust in God. Amen. Mm Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, as for what fell among the thorns, these are the people who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked and suffocated with the anxieties and cares and riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not ripen. It doesn't come to maturity and perfection. I believe very many believers are in this category. We have prophetic words. We have the word of God. We have heard it. But we never get to that point where we see the fruit of it. Why? Because things come to distract us. Things come to choke us. Challenges come. And when they come, you immediately forget the word of God. Then you shift now to the flesh. You start looking for men. You start looking for people to do stuff for you. I've been in very um, challenging seasons of my life. And I think one of the things that gave me a lot of calmness through those seasons is the word of God. In fact, the psalmist even says, the word that you spoke to me, it has been my help in time of trouble. That in those very challenging seasons, I kept remembering what was the word of God. And I've told you this before. I never go through difficult seasons without knowledge. Without prior knowledge, it doesn't happen. God always shows me or tells me or somehow I know. I know that I'm going to be in some patch of sorts. And so when I'm going through it, I know that God will come through. There's something I'm learning. There's something I need to do in this season. Praise the Lord. Or there's something God is doing in my life in that season. And so I go through it. As I trust God to get me out of it. Hallelujah. Retaining that focus is not easy. It only comes from a rooted person. And that rooted person must know their God well, well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You must get to that point where you know that if your earthly fathers can give you good things, how much more your heavenly father. Praise the Lord. That you know, that you know, that you know, God cannot abandon me. So if I'm going through this, he's in it with me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Of course, the other side now also is the blessings of God. That if God is blessing me in this way, he's blessing me in this way so that I can serve him better. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so that I have ease to do certain things so that I can be of benefit to the kingdom of God. God doesn't bless you so that you can just make merry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is not the purpose of God for blessing you. So you must not allow both extremes to take you away from the presence of God. That when God has blessed you, now because you no longer have to fast for food, you have forgotten fasting. Some people are fasting because they didn't even have anything to eat in the first place. So when you say fast, people rejoice. People used to take walks, you know, 30 minutes, one hour. So instead of taking the matatu, they walk home so that they can be meditating. Hallelujah. And just listening to something. Now they have been blessed. Ah, there's no way they are walking. In fact, now they start feeling, ah, maybe people will see me walking. So we must understand that the transformation that we are going to see in our lives from the word of God is entirely dependent on us. The seed is not corrupt. The seed has no capacity to be corrupt. It is perfect. But it is the ground on which it falls that determines how it goes from there. Praise the Lord. So I trust that we are going to see people's lives changing. We want to see people growing. ...out of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because otherwise, why do you hear the word of God... ...if you're not changing? Yeah? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we honor you this afternoon. Thank you for the word that you have spoken to us... ...oh God, about receiving your word. And we pray, King of Glory... ...that you will help us to learn to receive your word correctly. That Lord God Almighty... ...we may transform our lives... May we reflect your will. May we reflect your word. May we reflect your principles, O God. Grant the grace, O God. Grant, O God, the grace to be able to search the scriptures. That we may know your will concerning us, O God, and perform it in the name of Jesus. May we be like this fourth category, O God, of soil. That is fertile, O God, that receives the word. And that transforms that word, O God, into fruit. In season, O King of glory. Cause us to be deeply rooted in you, O God, I pray. In the name of Jesus. If anyone is struggling, O God, in any area of their lives, O God, that is causing them not to be deeply rooted in you. Father, I pray that by this word, grace is released for there to be a change in their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening on this episode of the High Ground Podcast. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or on any streaming platform that you're listening on. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the notifications so that you get alerted next time we have something new on the show. Much love from Pastor Laureen and the rest of the Higher Ground family. Until next time, kingdom blessings.